So this morning I want to talk a little bit about the importance of keeping a pure heart. There, 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 there are benefits and there are also um, problems with not doing so. Um, what we know about the heart is important. Um, we know a couple of things. We know because we've been taught that the heart is, of course, the production center of who we are. Right? Because the heart is the, the, the inner man. It's the mind, it's the understanding of who we are. So that that we know, and it's a production center. So it's important that you keep that part pure. But we know something about how the heart comes as original equipment. And I like to think of it, I like to think of it that way, because we come with original equipment, and we have to be taught, or we have to learn everything else. And if we look at, if we go to Jeremiah 17, 9, we we learn about how the heart is as original equipment. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I want to look it up. It says that the heart is deceitful above all things. It's deceitful above above everything else. It is. It's deceitful. Hmm. And desperately sick. And who can understand it? That's not an option that if you bought a car that you would that you would choose for an engine. Can you give me the engine that's always broken? Can you give me that engine? How much is that? I can't afford the good engine. Can you give me the one that is broken? That would be good. I'll take that. Nobody would take that option. What else do we know about the heart? We know that the heart is rift with evil. We, as comes as general as original equipment is rift with ego. If you turn quickly to Matthew fifteen eighteen through twenty, it reads: "But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart." And there are other scriptures, of course, that say that mention out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, and this defiles a person. So the stuff that comes out of our pie hole is most likely to defile a person, to, 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 to defile you. Not necessarily, and Pastor hit on this last week, not necessarily the things that we, that we walk through and face in our everyday life, but the things that come out of us, that sewer from the inside that falls on us is more, is more likely to defile us than what somebody else is doing, which is which is why I thought I always think it doesn't it is important what other people are doing. It's just not that important what other folks are doing. Cause like we say in our neighborhood, they ain't got nothing to do with you. It's you. It's your behavior. It's what you think about, it's what you cogitate about, it's what you meditate on that is going to make the difference with you. For out of the heart comes, ready? Evil things. Murder, number one on the evil list. Adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defiles a person. All these things that we we love to blame other folks for because that's what they're doing, that comes that can come out of us, and it comes out of us as original equipment. I always like to tell my students 
that we don't have to be taught to be selfish. We come that way from the factory. Nobody has to teach the baby to go, mine, 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 mine. They learn two words. They learn no, and they learn mine right away. And they they have a deep understanding of both those words. No, I'm not doing it. I don't care what you say. And this belongs to me. Nobody taught them that. No one teaches anybody to be selfish. They learn that right away because they, they come that way with the, from the original equipment. They do. And it's hard to believe because that little boy is just the most adorable little boy that any of us know right now. <laughs> how, how? Because we do. Yeah, I do. Mine, mine. And uh, learn this word, trust fund. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, so we come that way from the factory. So the heart, again, it, it, it's problematical because it is a production center. It is the be- It is how we are going to function and generate and, and, and move through this existence. That we come that way from the factory. So somebody has to come in and do some work on that engine. Somebody has to come in and do some work on that engine. And gladly, God has decided that he, that, that he would. He would come in and do some warranty repair on that engine. And that warranty is the best warranty ever because that warranty will last literally for eternity, forever. It isn't like, oh, well, it's a lifetime warranty. Well, that's that's not that's not good enough for us. <laughs> a lifetime warranty would hardly be worth it. <laughs> because what happens after our lifetime here would be problematical for us. So we need that 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 forever uh, warranty. So I, I love when businesses go, "What's a lifetime warranty?" I said, "What if you got a business, and I still have your thing, and it breaks? Well, you're on your own, buddy. Well, that doesn't do me a lot of good. That doesn't give me a lot of confidence. You can go out of business tomorrow afternoon, and then I'm like, oh, well, you know, you bought something that was broken. Yay! <laughs> so um, that." That's you know that's the most important thing about the warranty that God gives us in His promises that it is a forever it is a, a warranty that will fix and continue to work on that engine forever. There are benefits that come with a pure heart. If you would turn to Proverbs twenty two eleven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does anyone know if the weather is going to change again? Tomorrow's going to be sunny. What was sunny yesterday? Is it going to get like freezing cold, like dip dip all the way, like maybe into into the the low seventies? <laughs> hmm? Good, good. Because it's funny um, that we just somebody put up a meme. That basically said that we go through that Florida has seasons, but they sort of all, all happen the same day. <laughs> it all happens the same day. Starts off starts off with a little winter, 
the, the mid-morning to a little spring, about lunchtime in the summer, and then it's back to fall by 6 p.m. Uh, so, and that caused me problems as a youngster. Do you, for the people who grew up in Florida, do, do you know how many jackets that I lost in elementary school? Do you know how many sweaters I lost? Because <laughs> you wear it to school, and by lunchtime, it was like wearing a parka. <laughs> so you took it off. And by the time you went home, you were like, no, did I wear something different to school? And I found out when you got home because your mother would go, where is your jacket? You forgot you even owned it, <laughs> let alone you know, let alone knowing where it is. You don't have any idea where it is. You, you don't even know you had one. Uh, you're, not gonna, you're just going to have to be cold in the morning. That was your loving mother. You're just going to have to be cold in the morning. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mom. Uh, there were a lot of us standing there, on you know, waiting for you know, waiting for the bus, freezing to death because we had left our jacket somewhere. Uh, and somewhere in the main office, there was this huge pile, this Everest of jackets. Uh, it's crazy. If you go to again, go to the Proverbs twenty twenty two eleven. Let me sure. Oops, and um, it's a P word, Willie, but it's different in Psalms. There's the other one. There's the other one. Give me just a second here. He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. Who who doesn't need, I mean, one of the benefits is, who doesn't need that? He who has purity of heart, let me find it again, um, and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. One of the benefits of having purity of heart, what you're going to be able to do is have grace on your lips, be able to speak in a way. Again, we, we go back to the hearts of production center and the things that on your heart will come out of your mouth and then get all over your lips. So if you've got vile, disgusting, horrible things in your heart that comes out of your mouth, one of the places that all that stuff lands is on your lips. And it's hardly, hardly possible to be gracious. Exactly. That's exactly right, Ro. But, um, so one, that's obviously a benefit. If we, if we quickly zip over to the other testament, to Luke 6, 4, 5, 6, 45, there you go. We're going to see another benefit. Of, of having a pure heart. Come on, Willie. All right. For a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, and we learned that the word treasure means deposit, right? Out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good. Is that a benefit? That we have people who would bring forth good and all the things that are good to, to especially now a, and, 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 I, and people say now, but I, I'm, I'm trying to have some perspective on the world and the human condition. It's always been awful. 
it's always been an awful place. And people have always been awful. I try, you know, because I try to give people now who live a break a little bit. I try to be a little gracious because, frankly, people have always been awful to one another. We can go back in all the known history and find some of the most vile, terrible, awful things that we could ever dream of and stuff that we can't even imagine that people did to one another. You hear and see of the things that go on today. My personal perspective is, I just go, well, yeah, they're they're people. This is how people do. This is this is these are the people who have the origin who have the original equipment and then use that original equipment. So I look at these scriptures and go, well, people have always been awful. This wasn't this wasn't written a hundred years ago at the advent of technology. This was written for people that hopefully a lot of them we will meet and, and most of them we will and and the people who didn't have these qualities we will never meet. Because people have always been awful, and this is why. The next part is why they've all, all they've always been awful. Um let's see here. And an evil man out of the evil treasure deposit of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, I, and, and of course, I would not like to add on to Scripture because it is obviously not my place. But it would seem to me that not only um, does he speak, he acts on that speech. When we go back to um, Roman days, Greek days, People like Caligula. I mean, back far and far and far back, we find some of the most heinous crimes and heinous behaviors we can't even imagine. So people have always been awful. So I tend to, and I don't, I don't know. For me, I tend to not excuse awful behavior now. But I don't get outraged. I don't get as outraged as some do because I go, "This is the nature of folks. This is how people behave." Ralph, how'd you get through all that with with not being not being cynical, but simply understanding? Well, yeah, <laughs> this is this is unfortunately how this is sad, but it's not surprising. You know, that's that's how I got through 15 years of working in the school system. And every time I say that, it sounds like I was in prison. Every time I say that, that was 15 years in the system. <laughs> and then I got out. That's what I always, It always sounds like I was in prison. <laughs> and you, you did your time and then you got out. But, you know, you'd hear these stories and you'd go, and you would seem cold. But you're like, no, I'm not cold. It's horrible and it's sad that this happened to this kid. Unfortunately, I'm not surprised. Not only have you, do you see it all the time, if you know what the nature of the heart is and you know what the nature of people is, you go, yeah, of course they cut you off in traffic. Of course they did. Of course they did the most dangerous, stupid thing, selfish thing ever because that's who people are who have the original equipment. That's who they are. So, of course, don't get mad. Turn the radio up. 
You know, turn the radio up. Don't get angry. Anyway, one of the, one of the other benefits uh, of having a pure, uh, one of the benefits of, uh, of a pure heart, pure heart. Go to Psalm, if you would, um, thirty-seven four. Oh golly, look at me! Almost turned right to it. Wow! Look at me. It says the. Let me make sure I. Oh, and then I turn right past it. Thirty-seven four. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the, the desires of your heart. I only put that one in because I don't, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want people to think that this was sort of a, a, a heart lottery. Where if you do this, God will spin the big wheel for you. Which of the desires would you like today? Um, no, there are there are th- there are conditions, obviously, for for getting your original equipment approved. I mean, or, or improved. Uh, we all get the notice in the mail. Anybody gotten a notice in the mail for like a recall on your car or something? Yeah, that's kind of scary. That kind of scary. Like you, you've been driving this car for a couple of years. You're like, hey, nothing's nothing wrong, and you get this red. Postcard and mail going, your car is going to explode if you don't bring it to us tomorrow. Your seatbelts don't work and neither your airbags and your transmission may explode at any moment. But you can get it fixed for free. <laughs> You're like, should I even drive it over there? I don't know. Should I have it towed? Because now I'm a little I'm a little scared. Yeah. But but God puts uh, puts in us that unction that tick that drove us all that drove all of us here to this place in our lives sort of that recall notice this is the recall notice not scary it's not scary and everybody gets it and can respond and does in their own time in their own way and we help each other respond Sometimes we say, yeah, 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 I know you got that recall notice for your heart. Um, I'll go with you. We'll get, a, we'll get it straightened out. I got you. We'll get it straightened out. No, and, and you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay because I got mine fixed. I got mine fixed 30 years ago and, it, and, and it's working like a charm. Or I got mine fixed last week and it's the best thing I ever did. Yeah. So I know I'm using that, that car engine metaphor. Did you notice that? I thought it was clever when I came up. <laughs> All right. Um, back to 37.4. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. If indeed those desires line up with the word. And once you get your heart straight, they will, because that's how we know our heart is good. They will those desires will line up with the word and those desires will be given to you. Another incredible benefit that comes with having a pure heart. There's benefits. It's like that. It's like, benefits are good, right? You know, people change jobs and move across the country because this job's got good benefits. This they change jobs for for fourteen cents more an hour, but this place has got a gym. It's like I'm going to the gym in this place. 
<laughs> they got a daycare. You don't have any children. <laughs> you know, they do. It's crazy what people do, you know. This, this place got good benefits. And your parents, remember your parents used to tell you, get a job that pays well that's got good benefits. And we were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I want a job that I can be off three days a week and um, and get paid like I work seven. <laughs> that's the kind of benefit that I'm looking for. And then we and then we learn later that that's probably a little short sighted, right? We learn that's a little short sighted, but fortunately we learn. We take the car in and and God works on our engine and gets us straight, sends us on back down the road. Um, what, another benefit, if we look at, at Matthew 5 and 8. Yeah. Benefits. Get a job with good benefits. We, I, didn't even know, I didn't even know what that meant. I had no idea what. what, what. They, get, so they do more than you than pay you every week? What? Really? I didn't have any idea. Um, I'm guessing that Burger King didn't have good benefits when I worked at Burger King. So they never gave me anything else. They didn't give me any food, didn't get nothing. Nothing. So I don't know. If Bert, I guess they didn't have good benefits. Yeah, I worked at, I worked at Burger King. You imagine me in that, that, that ugly brown polyester smock. That was me. With that little hat. Yeah, I used to rock that hat to the side a little bit. It was the 70s. It was the 70s. It was the 70s. Uh, Mark... Five eight. Um, for he said unto him, "Nope, that's not the one. That's 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 something else entirely, isn't it?" Did I say Matthew five and eight? And that's and that's the wrong one entirely. I feel just like Pastor now. <laughs> I feel I feel like it's just like Pastor. I I I don't have my little my, my little you know Apple thing where I'm like why did I write that down? Well, well, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm going to say it. It says, "For he said unto him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit." Matthew. Oh, it's another M. I got the wrong M. <laughs> There's so many M's. Matthew and Mark and Micah and. And all these Moses, all these hymns. Oh, there you go. There it is. Blessed, no, yeah, five eight. It says, "Blessed are those who blessed are the pure of heart." Part part of the beatitude, yeah. Blessed of those who are pure of heart. Blessed. So all the things that are that that, that we are looking for blessings for are. Given to the pure of heart, for they will what? For they will see God. Is there a bigger benefit? Is there one that's a bigger benefit? Is there a better warranty? Better than a, better than that lifetime warranty they keep telling you about, right? Yeah, I'm gonna need something a little, little, that goes a little further than lifetime. You got anything other than la- better than lifetime? Yeah, because you know that's just not gonna do it. I need, I need a little bit uh, more coverage. Um, so if they if that's one of the benefits, that's definitely something that we want to make sure that we understand when we're talking about 
uh, our production center when we're talking about our heart. That makes sense? Okay, good. Yay. I thought this out. I really did. Now, on the other side of the the ledger, things that either can be fabulous but are necessary or they can be terrifying and equally necessary. Bless you. So if we go back to Jeremiah, a lot of J's too. James and Jonah and Jeremiah and Joel's <laughs> judges. A lot of J's too. Jesus. <laughs> Seven Jeremiah seventeen. Ten. Did I get that right, or did we already do that? I'm sorry? That's right? Yeah. Thanks. I need help sometimes. I appreciate that. Judges. Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. Samuel, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. Kings, Chronicles. Hang on, Will. Well, this looks like an edit on the um, on the podcast here. Uh, when you have these huge, huge pauses, sometimes you just edit that out, and it sounds like, "Ooh, that's clean." Hmm? What's the podcast? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Job, another J word. Oh, yeah, I can use my phone, but. Yeah. But the pages on my phone are different than the pages in the book. The page numbers are completely, completely different. There it is. Turn to page six. Page, turn to page six. Exactly. 659 in your Bibles. Uh. Your your Bible is obviously broken. <laughs> you need to take that in and see if you can get that warranty repair. And I was I was just there. That's the that's the crazy part. Excuse me. Y'all have to forgive me. I don't do this on a professional basis. Obviously. There you go, seventeen ten. Oh, it's seven. Seventeen has two so has two numbers. There you go. I am the Lord. Search the heart. I search the heart. I test the mind. And it's that for us is almost a redundant phrase because what we know the heart is, the heart includes the mind. I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. Ouch. 
scary stuff, right? Scary stuff. Just like before you get the desires of your heart, you also get the doings of your heart too. Right? So God will examine us. What we don't get to do is live like God isn't paying attention. And I think a lot of people live like God's not paying attention. We live like, well, there's so much going on, he'll never see me. I'm going to the strip club. See you. He'll never catch me. Never catch me. Ah, And then I won't tell anybody because I go at four in the afternoon. <laughs> like that matters. You know, so no one... <laughs> Sorry, Ralph. Um, so we, we act like God isn't, ex- isn't doing that examination of our heart. 24-7-365. But I, th- but I think it's interesting. I think it's easy. I think it's a lot easier for God than we get than we than we think because a lot of the things that are in our heart come out of our face and fall out here. So it isn't like God has to even a lot for for most of us doesn't have to dig that deep because most of us laying there at our feet most of the time. Did you break that jelly jar? Um, no. Then how come is all that glass and jelly on, on your shoes? Oh, <laughs> didn't see that there, God, sorry. Right? So it's not, we think it's a lot more, I, I, and I, I'm sorry, I like to think like this because it makes it easy for me to understand. Uh, we think it's a lot more spiritual than it is. A lot of times it's like right here. Is This is what you're doing. Look, look at what you're saying. Look, at what you, It's right here. It's easy for anybody, especially God, to see because this is how he designed us. And thank God he designed us that way. Imagine how horrible it would be now. This is going to twist your theology just a second, just for a second. But imagine how horrible it would be if you were actually able to hide something long enough that it destroyed you. And people, people think they do. Imagine if God said, I'm only going to do examinations Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. You would just stay up and and watch puppy videos and, and kitten videos on, on YouTube, and, and you would have the best thoughts ever if it worked that way. And I'm glad it doesn't. I'm glad that God catches me in my moments. In my weakest, selfish, awful moments. And corrects me. And makes the changes in my production center. Does the warranty repair on my engine. Because without that warranty repair, you can't get the warranty. Part of the, part of the conditions of the warranty is that you have to be able to take it in and get the repair that you need. That's why it's not a one. That's why that's why it's not necessarily a one-time thing. That's why you have to continue taking it in on ske- on its schedule maintenance. And for most of us, schedule maintenance is every day, all day long. That's the schedule maintenance. Every day, all day long. Thank you.
<laughs> um, so that's the schedule maintenance. Because people, I guess people can avoid, you can avoid the warranty or you can make it really, really hard. Or you could, or you could put that, that heart, that, in that engine into such disrepair that it may not be able to be fixed. But God will, but, but, but God will come by your house and open your hood and check it out. He said he would. Now if we can go to Proverbs 21, 2. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. <laughs> Sorry, it makes me laugh. Because that there is not a bigger truth than that. <laughs> and especially nowadays, what's one of the biggest, biggest things we hear from people? Well, I have to tell my truth. <laughs> what the heck? I don't Yes. What does that even mean? I have to tell my truth. What? <laughs> That's, it's it's it, it gets me because it's silly. It's it it is absolutely silly. So every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. The Lord checks out the heart. Doesn't matter what we think. Doesn't matter what Oprah thinks. It doesn't matter what other. <laughs> Sorry, I always pick. On, I always pick on Oprah. She can't see me from here. It's okay. <laughs> she'll never. Maybe she'll hear the podcast. I don't care. Um, the idea is that <clears throat> it doesn't matter what I. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter if I think I'm okay. If I think I'm right in this. Because God's going to weigh my heart anyway. And then that's going to be the decider. That's going to be the factor. That's going to be the judge, if I will, if I am, if I'm actually right. Because if I'm not right on his scale, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can think it's a good idea to put brake fluid in my engine. Because I saw a YouTube video of someone doing it. I could I could think that. And I could believe that with all of my being. And I could go out to my car in the morning that has 14 gallons of brake fluid in the engine. And I'm going to find out what's true. <laughs> I want to find out that it doesn't matter how much I thought that was right. It doesn't matter. It, pff, done. I will... I will have broken my car. I will have broken my car. Imagine thinking about that way. My car doesn't work. No, you broke it. It was fine, and then you broke it. It's like you dropped the jelly jar at your feet. You broke it. So it doesn't really matter what I think because God's going to weigh my heart anyway. And if I don't use that as my standard, then there, there will be problems. Not for God, but for me. And for everybody that I'm everybody that I'm around, everybody that I touch, everybody that's influenced by me, please, God, that's, that's the scariest thing ever. That somebody may be influenced by you. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, pump the brake, pump the brake, buddy. Before you say I'm your mentor or you're, I'm, I'm gonna get, pump that brake. Let me tell you about me a little bit before you decide to do that. Uh, if we can go back to Samuel. 16, 7, Samuel 
First Samuel, if y'all want to be all particular, <laughs> and that's okay to be particular, it's not okay to be particulate. Um, 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his physical stature. Because we look at the outside, don't we? Oh, that person looks like la, 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 la. He seems, he seems so upright. He seems so religious. He seems so perfect. Right? Right? Uh, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as a man sees. A man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Always back to what God sees, what God thinks is important, what the Lord thinks is important. And obviously, the heart and the condition of said heart is the most important thing. And back to my car analogy, it doesn't matter how much you is painted and it's waxed and it's beautiful. If you pour brake fluid or 14 gallons of brake fluid in the engine, a car is useless. I'm not buying it. So it doesn't matter what the exterior looks like. And sometimes and sometimes we think of the exterior as, as being that person that's got it all together that is flawed. We also make the mistake on the other end is that we look at a person who doesn't seem to have it all together, that's, that maybe is a bit disheveled in his appearance, um, maybe be, maybe a little coarse in his or in their um, social appearance, how they talk possibly, how they, you know, how they interact with, interact with other people. And from the exterior, we might shun away because we don't understand or we're a little afraid. The mistake we make is that we miss an opportunity because we have to remember that God doesn't see all the stuff that our society sees and tells us to maybe shy away from because we're afraid they don't look like us. They, they are, you know, they, they may be dirty. They may be pushing a shopping cart. Um, that may be the person who God looks at them and goes, this is the person I approve of. God showed it. God did it a thousand times in the Bible. Kept, kept doing all the people you thought, oh, well, nope, that's the guy that, wait a minute. Isn't that the guy that slept with that dude's wife and sent him off to war to be killed? Isn't that the guy, that same dude? Yep. Same dude. Wow. We'd be, in our society, fast forward, we'd be asking for, for him to apologize to everybody in the world on CNN. <laughs> we'd be asking to bring him in and he, he, he and Tiger Woods be standing together with Bill Cosby all apologizing to people that it didn't have anything to do with. I apologize. Jesse Smollett would be over there. They'd all be standing there. And we'd be, and we'd be asking them to apologize to us. Like, <laughs> that would do anything for anybody. But God saw, God continues to see the heart, continues, even through the mistakes, even through the nightmarish, hellish mistakes that we might make, even through the collateral damage that we might cause. That's the hard part, isn't it? That's the part that blows you away. 
even through the collateral damage that we cause. And we do cause collateral damage. God continues to look at our heart, continues to, and uses that as his measure. If we would go to Psalm 26, another, another P word, another P word doesn't sound like a P word. That's one of the things that drives me crazy. I don't have any pet peeves, but there are stuff, there are things I wonder about. And P words that don't start with, I wonder about. <laughs> Confuse me. Psychology. What? Pterodactyl. First of all, I can't even I can't even spell the rest of the word. <laughs> and and to tell me that it starts with a starts with a P, I'm like, what? No, it doesn't. It can't. Then why did they teach me phonics? Was it a big joke? So they can make fun of Willie later? Ha <laughs> ha, fooled ya. We were just kidding. Phonics is a lie. Um, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Test me. Try my mind and my heart. And maybe that should be, now that's a, that's a pretty, you know, this is David crying out, obviously. This is David in one of his, one of his fits. He's crying out. Um, he did, he did that a lot. He's a musician. A little, he's he's a little he's a little emotional. <laughs> he would get a little emotional, um, and um, but maybe that's the prayer that we, if we if we are brave enough, we are confident enough that we should offer up. That you should offer up. Examine me, O Lord, and test me. Prove me. Try my mind and my heart. Because there's huge benefits if that works out. And when it works out, there's huge benefits. So we talked about the benefits of having a right heart. There's huge benefits to it. But are any of us brave enough? Now, we can sit here in our religiosity, of course, you see. And, uh, oh, prove me, Lord. Oh, yes, test, test me. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> But in our moments, we are alone. Are any of us brave enough? And, and when I got to this point in my, in, my, in my little study, I thought, are any of us brave enough to say, test me? Prove me. God, examine my heart. Not just examine my heart. Give me the list of stuff. Like when you go to the when you go to the oil change place and they give you a list of stuff you have to fix. You're like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> you just drive off. No, I'm going to the oil change. What's that? What's that? 999, I'm good. <laughs> drive off. There are stuff falling out of the back of your car. Excuse me, sir, sir, your muffler. Right? <laughs> right? But are we brave enough to look at that list that comes out of the printer? <laughs> to look at that list and go, so this is me? That's you right there. 
So what are you going to do? Are any of us brave enough to ask God to examine us in that way? That's really the crux of all of it. That's the that's the thing. That's the that's the thing right there. Are we brave enough to ask God to to examine us that way? To walk in because God's always available. The thing is, you don't have to make an appointment. You can't say, ah, I tried to make an appointment, but ah, he was all booked up for August. <laughs> I'll go in December. <laughs> you know, when I'm on vacation. You can, go, you can go anytime. We can go anytime. Countless bays to drive your engine into. Countless bays. Always, always a service technician right there. Good afternoon, sir. How can we help you? They'll even provide, you know, I like to go to oil change places that provide me like uh, water or soda or something while I'm waiting. We all like that. They're going to say, okay, now your oil change is $140. Here's a 10 cent bottle of water. I take it. Thank you. (laughs) It's not cold. (laughs) You know, but countless bays can drive our hearts into 24-7. You can drive it in, circle around the building, and drive it back if you need to. Are we willing to? Because this is what's going to make the difference. We talk about the church, um, not not necessarily this church, but the church in this general sense. Um, society talks about the church, and I always wonder what church they're talking about. And that, that's I, I'm the guy who always wants to ask the next question. Well, the church, I go, yes, Willie. What church are you talking about? <laughs> Well, you know, the church. No, I don't know what you're talking about. But when we talk about in generalities about the church is that the church isn't doing what it's supposed to do in our society, that it isn't as big a part in our society as it, as it, as it once was, and I have to wonder if it ever was really. And why do I say that? Because of the nature of people. The nature of people haven't, hasn't changed. So I, I have to wonder that we, that we, that we romanticize our childhood, because we definitely romanticize our childhood. We think our childhood was the best time to grow up ever when, ne- when it wasn't necessarily. Not necessarily. But we romanticize it. But, um, but are we, but, but will the church or the people in the church, have they ever been brave, have we ever been brave enough as, 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 as church folks to ask ourselves that, to pray that, and then act on it. Because that's, and you know, in my humble view, is that that's the crux of change. We like to think, especially in our society, we like to think that change will come from some massive service and will be in this this knock down praise and worship service and, and, and before before a pastor comes on the stage, we'll all be sweating and crying and on the floor and and, and, and and the lights will be flickering and the music will be bumping and it'll be this big emotional experience and that's the thing that is going to initiate change. You're going to have an experience in that situation and frankly, it may be cool. I got nothing against it. It may be cool. A lot of fun. 
but will it initiate and maintain the change we need? Or is it just these few words? Just these few words. Let's see if I can find it again. There you go. Examine me, O Lord. Prove me. Try my mind and my heart. My thought is, my thought is that it's really that simple. And, 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 I, and I like the simple things down. Um, in a past life, my wife and I had a life group at our house, which I thought for me was just me, really? Seriously? That's kind of when I started sitting, so I, I stopped, you know, and I, I don't mean any, any disrespect for the people who are sitting in the back of the room, obviously, but when I stopped sitting in the back of the room and started sitting in the front of the room, I was like, what am I doing up here? I'm not supposed to even be in here, let alone up front. What? Uh, we had a life group, and we we like to present some some lesson every week, I guess. And I, and, I, and I told them that if this is not simple for me, I could never understand it. And I'm so glad that God has made it simple. Even the simpleton, my picture right there, even the simpleton can get it. So a lot of the word boils down to me to phrases like this, verses like this as being the crux of change. This is the crux of change. Unless we get examined in this manner, there can be no change. Unless God sovereignly moves, and of course we know that he can and and does from time to time. But for most of us, 99.9% of us, this is the door to the change that we're looking for. This is the door to the change that the church, air quotes, is looking for. This is the door. And unless we unless we are brave enough to walk through it in our own personal lives, there's no way that as a corporate body, any of us, not just in this, not in this, in this building, but any of the buildings, any of the churches that are going on right now, this very moment in the city of Tampa, in the, in the county of Hillsborough, in the state of Florida, in the country of the United States, or even in the world, can make the changes that need to be made to make our society, make our lives, make the world one tick better. Unless we fix ourselves, as individuals, nothing else will change. It can't. It's not impossible. We could want it, and we could look, and we could suck our tongue and shake our heads about how bad they are. <laughs> and we won't take our car, you know, it's, it's, it's like driving, back in my car now, like driving down the road and seeing a car that's obviously in disrepair, smoke coming out of the back, and going, look at them. Look at them. And you're driving around with 14 gallons of brake fluid in your car. But it's easy to go, look at them. That's awful. Look how dirty their car is. We do that a lot. My hope is that we would stop so much looking at them to change and see where we can make changes that line up with, with what God's looking at so that person that we may look down on can actually benefit. What? Make changes in me so they can benefit? Yes. That's the deal. Make changes in me so other people can benefit. 